You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams, that places trust in the magic of imagination, that is always the first star to the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Walt's Apartment Podcast. It's a Disney podcast covering all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. You name it, we're going to cover it. We are the official podcast of DisneySider.com, and we're brought to you by GetawayToday.com. How is everyone tonight? Doing good. Is everybody here now? David, can you hear us, my friend? David, you're muted. (laughs) Unmute your mic, buddy. He's He's frozen. frozen. (laughs) All right, so... For those of you that have not been with us for the past 15 minutes, um, we do on our live stream, we actually record our live stream and make the podcast. We've been trying to get our audio set for the past 15 minutes. Um, David keeps coming in and out. Mr. Nyack has been coming in and out. Sean, can you hear me, sir? I'm scared to talk. Oh, there you are, man. You're sounding good. How you doing tonight, buddy? All right. Perfect. How are you guys doing? Not bad. So you are riding up a storm right now for the DisneySider.com covering the parks. Thank you for... Uh, helping me out and making uh, a little easier on me because when Skyler sends me an article, I'm like, damn, I'll get to it later. But I know I can say, Sean, can you do this? And he goes, I'm on it. So loving. Awesome. Uh, we, got, we got some breaking news that I just got texted to me as I was logging into. So. Okay. Well, we'll oh, do that. Don't, don't, don't touch yet. So Brianna, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing good. Good. Uh, you packing, ready for your trip to go out getting, of town. See- yes. Getting packed. Leave Saturday. We'll be in Disney Wednesday. Thursday. Nice. Right on. Cool. So, like we said, if you want to take your stuff next week and, and be on show, cool. If not, I totally get it. Oh. If you, just just let us know what you want to do. So, yep. Miss Star Wars, Miss Star Wars, Amber, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Uh, we were supposed to have your daughter Jade on as I'm looking at my notes here because you and Jade are working on the I don't I don't know what to call it. Amber and Jade Mando show. That's kind of what I named. That's a, that's what I that's what I put in the notes here. So um yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little the, bit about the, that. Or, Walt's, we'll, Walt's apartment Mandalorian special. I don't know. Oh, there you we'll go. Come I love up, it. We'll come I up love with it. something catchy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Also, um Extra Magic Hour is returning this week. Who's excited about that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know the Extra Magic Hour, it is a, another podcast that we used to do that was it was just park specific. And since we have someone that writes so much news for the parks now, um, we're gonna have a show again where we cover all things Disney parks. We're gonna we're gonna try to talk about we we're gonna try to do some over the seas stuff, definitely Florida and California, and just um bring you some uh maybe some games, some uh I don't know, some uh, history. History is a, is a big thing people want to hear. And uh, Tim is really good at that. Tim isn't with us tonight either. Um, he's uh, he'll, be, he'll be on later on when we do the other recording, but he's having some issues with his and from his stuff as well. So definitely looking forward to that. So look for the Extra, extra Magic Hour. We'll be out on Fridays, 
the um, Waltz apartment will come out on Thursdays, like like normal. And then we will also have our new four to ten minute show called what is that called, Sean? Because I forgot. Oh, uh, the Disney Beat, <laughs> the Dis Insiders <laughs> Disney Beat. That's right. Cool. It'll cover all the. It'll kind of catch everyone up on Mondays for what uh, they need to know going into the week in terms of yeah. Disney news. We're just gonna do a little news clip on Mondays just to kind of get people to know what's going on, what's going on parks. You're gonna do everything, right? Not just parks. Are you doing everything? Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yep. parks, new movie news, um, you name it. We're gonna do a little thing, a little clip every week, just to kind of whet your appetite for our shows and uh, talk about what's going on the Disney Insider because we absolutely love them. So. We have a big show tonight. Um, got a little bit smaller. Dave is not here, so uh, we'll skip some Marvel stuff and come back to that next week with him. But um, I want to start by one thing that I put into the rundown here. I'm going to bring myself up here close because i got to say this so you all understand. Oh, bring it in. Whoever Ooh. attacked Rick Moranis, how dare you? Seriously. <laughs> I cannot believe that happened. Did you guys see that happen? Yeah. Well, I didn't see it happen. Uh, right. I, I, didn't I didn't see it happen. It. Oh, gosh. But. Come on, man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, pretty that's, crazy. That's, that's all I got to say about Rick Moranis. Um, we have uh, one of our uh, most loyal listeners, Lauren. Um, hi. Sunday was her 37th birthday, so happy birthday, Lauren. Hope you, had a, hope you had a great birthday. Happy birthday. And, and uh, Ethan from the... Uh, Wolf of Disney World podcast. Uh, just arrived at Disney World today for my second wedding anniversary. Going back to Kadani Village. I'll catch. I'll catch this on the replay. Been up since three a.m. Wishing you all the wish you all a wow. magical day. All right. Well, have a great time, sir, and we hope you have a great time. Let's try this real quick and see if he's here. David. Hey. Oh my God! There he is. <laughs> Don't breathe. Whoa. Don't move. Breathe. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the show, David. Ah, thank you. Thank you. So now we'll put the Marvel stuff back in. Perfect. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) You cut cut my part. So speaking of uh, Getaway Today, um, we're going to do some news real quick. I'm going to go over a couple of of news items. And then in the middle of this, there'll be a, we're going to take like a 10 second pause of silence because I did have the chance to interview Jen from Getaway Today today, which went really well. And she was really excited to talk to us. A little bit inside about their company and told them about this some of the stuff that's coming up and try, she gave us some uh, tips on some things. So about 20 minute interview in the middle of this from Jen at getaway today. So we'll look forward to that as well. So first up, let's talk about some news that's happening um, in the world of Disney from disinsider.com. Make sure you check out uh, Derek and Scott's Patreon show, the Disinsider show. It's a great show. They always have a couple of hot tips that they don't even give you on the website. So Amber, you have the first story there. Go ahead and tell us about that. I do. So there's a great article on the Dis Insider about the new movie they're working on, Cruella, which they released a new description of the film because it's been very secretive. We didn't really know much about what it was going to be, right? But now it looks like it's going to follow her kind of villain origin story, maybe, where the young lady, young teenage Estella, dreams of becoming a fashion designer um, in the big swanky world, um, and maybe gets a little beat down repeatedly, and then um, perhaps something happens pivotal that <laughs> then sparks that evil uh, empire of hers. So it's a cool article. Read it. It's got some great details in there. I'm right excited. On. It's Emma Stone. <clears throat> yes, playing the teenage yes. Cruella. Um, yeah. 
looking forward to that movie. You know, did they, did they say when it's coming out? They did not. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. Oh, cool. It, okay. Well, it's supposed to hit in May 2021. Okay. Right on. Looking forward to that. There's going to be so much, so many movies coming out next year from everything that's being moved yeah. around. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Brianna, tell us about um, the former Magic Kingdom vice president about the displaced cast members. Yeah, so um, Dan Cockrell, who is the former Magic Kingdom vice president, is offering free webinars to all of the um, cast members who have been laid off. Um, he announced on his Facebook page um, about what he was going to offer. I have his Facebook pulled up. Where he wrote, Good evening, our Disney friends. First, we are thinking about you and the difficult news that we may have received. Lee and I spoke tonight, brainstormed how we can assist you in the dramatic changes that you are going through right now. We will be offering multiple free webinars in the upcoming days and weeks to help you to help answer your questions, give advice, and share to experience life after Disney. The truth is, is that you have all worked for a world-class company and have much more value than you know. Mm. We would be happy to pay it forward and share that we have learned making that transition. We will let you know the dates in the upcoming days. Please let us know any questions you may have in making the transition from Disney to the outside world. And then he lists his Facebook and um, email address. So That's pretty cool to put his Facebook out there for anyone to reach out to. Yeah. So if anyone... Any cast members, definitely check it out. I did look through his Facebook. I have not seen him post anything about dates as of yet on when they will be offered. Right on. Well, there's number two right on. So there you go. Um, so uh, <laughs> so um, I will do David's article. Unless, let me see. I'm not looking at the screen. Is he back yet? He is not back. Okay. No, so I will do David's article real quick. I will I will try to run through it. It looks like uh, Hawkeye is... um. And currently in pre-production, on uh, they're doing they're doing some stuff, looking for some. They're looking to cast nine different characters. So if you're an actor and want to maybe try to be in be in a in Hawkeye opposite of Jeremy Renner, they are looking for nine different characters. They're looking for a uh, um, someone named Misha, twenties uh, to forties, a uh, male or female Eastern European henchman speaks with an accent, strong, supporting, or recurring. Sean, can you do any of that? Nope. <laughs> All right. Cool. Nope. All right. Then they want Bella. A, they want Bella, a white female of eight years old, precious, daring, and confident. I can do that. Okay. I can do that. And they're looking for a Brady. My son's name is Brady, but he's not nine. So looking for a nine-year-old. Um, looking for Heather, a female Midwestern, twenty-six years old, smart and scrappy. Does what she needs in order to survive. Brianna sounds just like you. Yep, Midwestern. There you go. Um, <laughs> Rose, another, they're looking for a lot of kids. Another female. Um, Richard, 40 to 50-year-old male indigenous American, a loving father and fierce protector. This could be Echo's father. So, And then we found the role for Amber, which would be um, Mary. Yes. Which is a female, late 30s to early 40s. Um, open ec- mm-hmm. open ethnicity, highly professional right. and ambitious career woman. No nonsense. Excellent. There you go. Oh, wait, that is me. <laughs> that is actually minute. that's absolutely <laughs> you. What are they so. doing? I'm I'm highly professional. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Alex, who's a female or male, 30s to 50, a sincere but funny oddball with nation for the fantasy sci-fi genre. I can maybe do that. So uh, yeah. 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 
right. I'm, not, I'm just I'm just right under the age gap there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they're looking. Go ahead. The other interesting part, kind of down more in the the meat of it, is that uh, they're bringing in possibly Trick Shot and the Tracksuit Mafia. Okay. Which are from the comic book stuff, so that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not going to say it. But. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me get rid of this. And uh, next up on the docket, like I said, I had the ch- – that's some news from the businessider.com. Make sure you have the businessider.com for all of your news. We have a couple more articles coming up in uh, the park stuff, and a lot of stuff that, that's not even on that we can, that me and, that we can talk about. There's a lot of stuff going in the parks right now, especially Disneyland. Um, a lot of – it's kind of crazy down there right now. So – um. But real quick, thank you, DisneySire.com, for letting us be your official podcast. And make sure you check them out for all of your Disney news. I want to take a quick second. This is where we're going to do the interview with uh, Jen from Getaway Today. Um, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome company. Um, take a listen to this. And she talks about how they got started. And she talks about um, how they their relationship with Disney and the hotels and everything. So what I need you guys to do for me is we're going to take 10 seconds of silence so I can see on the wave when I need to add this in. So let's take a quick 10-second break here. Hey, everyone. This is Sean from Walt's Apartment Podcast, and I'm so excited to be joined by Jen from Getaway Today. Since 1990, Getaway Today has helped more than 6 million people enjoy vacations to Disneyland Resort and beyond with hard work, dedication, and a little bit of magic. they become one of the world's leading most trusted providers of Disney and family vacations. Um, if you're looking for vacations, they can get you to vacations to... When they're open, at Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World, Universal Studios Hollywood, San Diego Zoo, SeaWorld, Orlando, San Diego Zoo, you name it. They can do anything. Jen, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We have been trying so long to get together and and do this, and I'm so glad we finally could figure it out and talk about it. And you're actually... Uh, our our podcast and your company are travel partners. So if you if you call one eight five five getaway today and mention Walt's Apartment Podcast, then you can get a discount and it actually help us out a little bit as well. So I have a few questions for you if you don't mind, and we'll just go through there. I have some listener questions, and we'll just kind of uh, knock it out. That so, sounds great. I'm excited. Cool. So can you tell us how Getaway Today got started? Yes. Okay. So this is. This is kind of like my family story too. So I was the 12-year-old daughter that went with my parents down to Southern California. We went as a family to Disneyland our first time, had such a great vacation that when we came home, my parents, they were like, how can we do that more often? How could we make it more affordable for us? And then it grew to how can we make it more affordable for other families as well? So in 1990, Getaway Today was born in our house. It was in the wow. just in the front room and it, it expanded to the basement. And then so cool. it grew and just grew and grew from there to where we're one of the largest providers of Southern California and Disney vacations. And, um, you know, it's been just a fun journey. It's something that I grew up with and knew that I loved I love seeing, I would love traveling first off. I love the memories that it creates with your families and how amazing to have a profession that allows you to do that every day for lots of families. And you guys are based in Utah, right? We are. Yes. Yep. We're based in Utah. Are Are you guys close to Provost Park Pass? Not too far. They come to our office quite often. They've been know, you know, customers of ours for a long time. They're fantastic. I absolutely love them. They are, they're amazing people. Um, next question I wanted to ask you. Um, I, when I was doing some research on your company, I noticed that um, you guys were really big on donations. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you guys do with Children's Miracle Network? I think that's absolutely amazing that you guys donate to them as, as much as you do. That's awesome. 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, kind of the same thing when we were founded, we knew that kids, we want them to have wonderful vacation memories as well as to help in any way possible. So we've always been a huge supporter of, yes, the Children's Miracle Network with each vacation that's sold through um, any vacation. There's lots of different pockets they go into, but it's always to the local um, children's hospitals. So primary children's here in Utah. Um, you know, if you're in Phoenix, it's the Phoenix Children's Hospital, right wherever at. We always try to keep it close to the guest zip code. Um, supporting so cool. schools is huge, too, to us. And then more recently, childhood hunger. And that's been something that with each vacation booked, um, most recently, we felt like right now, just, you know, those basic needs aren't being met for a lot of people. So we've been really doing a lot of donations to the food banks. And um, also just even like our getaway today, we had a like 20,000 extra of these bags because we used to include them in our packages and we were able to Mm -hmm. get those to the food bank so they can make pantry packs for school kids and just like wherever we can help um, and see a need our team has always been awesome to step up and our customers they're a part of that like every vacation there's an earmarked part that will go back to help kids that is so cool so is your is your whole company is it is it just family no no we actually um we, you know, my parents founded it and I do have right. one brother that works with us and the rest of our staff, we'll call them extended family. And we have All many, right. many staff members that have been with us for years and years. And you guys have been amazing. I, manager. You guys have been yes. awesome to, to deal with so far. Honest, you guys have been great. So I've been dealing with Hadley oh, the most, so you guys are great. So Hadley's awesome. Yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll be adopted family too. We, we do have a great team. <laughs> Right on. Um, next question here. Um, <clears throat> what makes Getaway Today different than other travel companies that are out there? Great question. So first off, there's this big myth that if people do all the work themselves online, they're saving so much money. People always come to us and like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't use you because uh, we just we did it ourselves to save some money. And I'm like, correction, <laughs> you actually will save money with us. And you just did all the work. Like those are online travel agencies. You're booking with the biggest travel agencies. You don't understand. Like they're making commissions on you. Like it's just so funny that with us, you get someone to hold your hand through the vacation process. And right now with COVID and changes and all the different things happening, like you need us. You need us to help you to navigate the whole travel journey. And Disney is like our forte. We just, we love it. We love creating those Disney World vacations, Disneyland vacations, Universal Orlando Resort. Our team's been there. We go on fam trips all the time to just experience it firsthand because there's something about being there, doing it, knowing it so we can help um, your guests just know and have the best experience. Right on. That is awesome. Uh, let me take a look here. Next one. Um, you have a lot of partnerships. Does it work that you have partnerships with the hotels directly or is it that you just are part of like a network that deals with all the hotels or, and how hard is that to maintain or is it easy to maintain that? Does that, does that question make sense? Yeah, it totally does. So um, I'm going to speak to our Southern California for a minute. So Please. being in business for so long, we were actually the Disneyland Resort's first wholesale partner. And they noticed this company from Utah buying all these tickets. And someone said, hey, go check them out. Like, what are they doing? And so um, our first contact, Mark Majora, um, he's our current contact too, great gentleman, came and just was like, "Um, you know, what are you doing? And we're like, well, we're packaging these tickets with a hotel stay. And they just, we became an instant partnership with them. And um, when they decided to try out two-day tickets, they came to us and were like, you know, we have this crazy idea. We think people may go to the theme parks for two days. Like, what are your thoughts? And we're like, you know, people from Utah, they might, I mean, I don't know, maybe. And right. so we decided to take that, you know, gamble and include it in our packages. And of course, park offers and multi-day tickets are just, of course, you're going to do that now. But same with our hotel partners. We've worked with, we only work with the best. We make right. sure that our hotels meet our quality inspections. 
and we do direct contract on all of that. So it makes it really easy. If for some reason you get to a hotel and are like, you know, it's just not what I was hoping for. We work with enough hotels that we can help you, like over 50 hotels, to make sure you have the perfect hotel to meet your family's needs. Whether you need a breakfast or you want a suite or you want to be walking distance. Like we have all those things figured out. And back to that fam trip, our staff goes and visits all of those hotels each year so that we, again, can tell you exactly the configurations, what's next to them, and wow. just know exactly for your business. So at other destinations, we work with some partners. Um, Walt Disney World, um, we work with Disney Travel to um, do their packages because they just have such great options. But again, with us, you'll have that extra level of service where your vacation's price protected. If any special comes out like this magic your way right now with Walt Disney World, we were able to call our guests and just say, hey, you just saved $500 or $700. Wow. Like we'll do that automatically for you and just make the journey so easy and affordable. That's absolutely amazing. If you ever need like a volunteer to go down and check out hotels, just, just, just let me know. You're on it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I'll take you up on it. So it's a kind of a, I, I, probably easy question to answer, but probably kind of hard. What is the biggest challenge in the Disney travel industry right now? And I'm, I'm obviously the answer is probably COVID. What's the biggest challenge right now with, Everything's changing every day and you don't know day to day, right? So what is the biggest challenge you guys are dealing with right now? Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable how long Disneyland has been closed. That's our number one challenge. I do our Facebook Lives twice a week and every question is, what do you know about Disneyland opening? When is it going to open? Is my vacation end of November going to be okay? I was supposed to be there last week. Um, Oh, I've rescheduled six times. Like it's just, it's a lot. We've never in our history not been able to sell Disneyland tickets. And currently they, we can't sell Disneyland tickets. It's not open for sale, which it's just an unbelievable hurdle for our industry and for our business. And it's just a challenge every day, but we're working with it. Like we've, so many of our guests were the only company you can switch your Disneyland vacation and tickets over to Walt Disney World. So we've just quickly rolled with the punches and we've made it. So, Hey, any existing guests, if you want to go now, we know everything's unpredictable at know california disneyland but let us help you at walt disney world we know they're open we feel confident they'll stay open our guests are having a great experience there right and we're like we'll help you we'll switch it over so that's um we're trying our best to help people travel when they feel comfortable and to in this you know crazy time where disneyland is closed to to really focus on all the great destinations there are out there so a question i don't have on my list but i was just thinking about talking have you been to disney world since since covid has started so yes, our team has been multiple, multiple times, um, and in particular, our Walt- a little bit how it is. Yeah, so our in particular, I'll take Brooklyn as an example. She's one of our Walt Disney World concierge. She has an annual pass to Walt Disney World, and she has been. I think this, she's going on her fourth trip next Tuesday. Oh, wow. She's like, this is history. She goes, I will never ever go again where there's this <laughs> few of people at the park, and right. that I just feel like I have it to myself. And granted, it's getting more popular now. It's still even more popular is maybe 30% capacity. So it's just really a great experience that way. Wearing masks, you know, some people think that's a big challenge. It's getting a little cooler, the temperatures, which I right. think will be helpful. And then um, just in general, like we found there's so many surprise and delights that Disney's doing, just knowing that, you know, there's not the typical character interaction and typical fireworks and entertainment. So you're mm-hmm. seeing characters in surprise and delight moments in different ways, but we felt like there was a lot of magic still. And um, they're so appreciative that you're traveling. I think especially, um, I just had gotten off a call with Universal Orlando Resort and um, Disney and Universal have both done massive layoffs recently. And I think their staff realizes like, thank you for traveling. Like it really helps secure our jobs. So people are really oh, yeah. appreciative. Right on. Um, so 
back to that. So when you were there, I've heard from many people, especially Chris, Chris Provost, he says that he feels safer at Disneyland. You know, I think you said this yesterday on your live stream that um, people feel safer at, at, Disney, at Disney World than they do going to Walmart or Target. Did, did you feel that same way there with uh, how, how the cast members are making sure you're wearing your masks and, you know, enforcing all the rules that they have out right now? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like all of our guests, you're right on the live. We had probably 10 people say, I felt safer there than going to Walmart or Sam's Club or Costco. And of course, there's essential right businesses open. Yeah, they're so busy. So um, Disney, they do things right. They have the best yeah. service. They're the industry leaders. Um, I'm yeah. not surprised that people feel that way because they really take it seriously. And they, when they say they're going to keep you safe and do these steps to do so, they're going to make sure they're happening. Like even at first where they found there were some loopholes that people would walk around and eat. They're like, that wasn't our intention. Our intention is for you to wear that mask. So you need to be standing or you need to be wow. um, sitting when you eat. And, you know, just little things that... You know, maybe the people there are like, well, that's kind of annoying, but it's the rules. And Disney really wants to keep with those rules. And we're working with Disney for 30 years, like safety is always first, like always first. Like you'll go on a fam trip and it's like they even tell you the little safety guidelines. Like they just, um, you know, when you go on attraction, they tell you the safety rules like they're a very safe organization. And so yeah. they don't want to lose their guest trust. 30 years. I totally envy you working with them. They're, they're like my life. I've been like, I'm from Southern <laughs> California. So I'm, and when I started the podcast and everything, I'm mean, have Disneyland tattoos on my arm and stuff. It's, it's, oh, it's, it. my, it, it's like my life. So, I mean, I envy you so much that you get to work with them every day. That's, that's amazing. A couple more questions. I have a couple of listener questions. Um, actually, I, I don't Oh, Here's my, my last question that I put in here uh, last, but not least. And I'm sure you're going to tell me and not tell anyone else. Um, when's Disneyland going to open? Oh, don't we wish we had a crystal ball or a magic wand or fairy godmother or something or a genie in a lamp? <laughs> like I wanted so to go yesterday. <laughs> so would you go right away? Oh yes, opening day I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. lucky yeah. you. Um, I, I already have tickets too. purchased because I know you can't buy tickets. So that luckily we held on to tickets. Right. But I do think um, so. First off, super disappointing last week with the news that. We were like, please give us an announcement. Please give us an announcement. Right. And then we're like, the rumors started coming out on my live last Thursday. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, do yeah, not did, What did you think those? I saw this. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> well, I thought it were just terrible rumors. I'm like, no, surely yeah. not. No, they have to care about the hotels in the area and the Anaheim economy. And oh, no, yeah, they wouldn't. I'm like, yes, they're doing that. So I was so pleased that well, I'm first of all bothered as can be that they didn't involve the theme parks in the right. initial Around. I mean, that's common sense. I would think to have the big players at least have some say in it, especially where they're successfully operating in other markets and countries. So that I thought was really difficult. But then to just, I know it's more delay and I just, every day it's delayed. It's just, I mean, it's that balance between, um, right. you know, just livelihood and lives. And, uh, but with their current one that they were proposing last week, I didn't feel like we'd have an opening for a long time before that. I, I was hopeful for you. November 6th. I yeah, was hoping a lot November of people 6th. are saying November sixth. Yeah. I do. I do writing for a Disney just uh, for the DisneySider.com, and I do a lot of writing for the theme park stuff. And we get all the stuff saying the same thing. You know, when I saw that last week, I uh, Fresh Baked put out a video of like what they, they thought the leaked rumors were. And 120 miles, nothing around Disneyland is is even anywhere near the yellow. The three yellow counties in the state are up north, so they they were basically saying, "Here's your plan, but we can't open." So, and I just I was thinking, "Come on, you know, I yeah. get safety, but." It, there's got to be a point when you, like you said, I know that the mayor of Anaheim and, you know, Josh tomorrow, 80,000 people right now with the parks and with the hotel workers everywhere in that in Anaheim are, aren't working. And it's just, it's awful. Yeah. So 
When you think, when does poverty become, you know, a big problem as well? Because that's really what they're looking at. And I think some people like think theme parks, well, people just want to go have fun and they just want that right. memory. I'm like, it's beyond that. It's a lot of people's livelihood. A lot of people. And yeah. That's what I think they're missing the mark on. I just think they don't realize the importance of Anaheim to the whole Orange County area. And I mean, Disneyland is right. especially like that's the reason. So if they just open it for locals. I just think they miss such an opportunity to help all those partners in that area. So I'm yeah, hoping they'll. They'll revise uh, yeah. and they'll reconsider. I mean, it was sure our business is struggling, obviously, just right. that's our bread and butter is Disneyland. And we're eager for it to open and sure appreciate all of your guests that are using our services for Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resort. Our team will take great care of them. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt. I have a couple of listener questions, if you don't mind. These are kind of just yes. kind of like, like your opinions on, on the parks. Um, so a couple of the questions here. Uh, best restaurants outside of the parks, uh, like in downtown Disney or Disney Springs, what would you say are the best restaurants? Okay. I love so many of the restaurants. <laughs> I really love black tap burgers and bars. I, um, that downtown Disney, the mm -hmm. over the top hamburgers. I love the sweet potato fries. Like that's always a fun I've been one. there yet since they've been open. You have, oh, it's really, really good. Um, I think Earl of Sandwich on both coasts yes. um, is always a fun, just grab, go to. I love Tortilla Joe's. I love um, Blue Bayou, or not Blue Bayou, um, Ralph Brennan, sorry, going into the park. Oh, yeah. But, um, I love the New Orleans um, type of cuisine. And um, I just, I love the atmosphere. Downtown Disney, it's just fun to be there. And all the venues are so fun. Same with Disney Springs. And um, we usually, oh, we've eaten at most of the restaurants there. And we always get a Ghirardelli hot fudge sundae there. That's always tradition too. So um, yeah, I think it's fun that those have been open for a longer period of time and that they're just popular. It's fun to see yeah. downtown Disney being popular. Um, yeah, it's great to see. I love downtown Disney. Um, so, Tenchi, you you were kind of going there. What's your favorite uh, restaurants inside the parks? You need e either either coast, whatever you. What's your yes. favorite restaurant? Okay, so I go to California more, and I just like it's always such a treat to get to go to like Carthay Circle or yeah. um, Napa Rose. Like I don't go there often, but when I do, I'm like, this is just the most fine dining experience ever, and it's in a theme park. And um, Blue Bayou is super fun too. Yeah. Um, but I love all the grab and go. Like I don't have to sit down for a big meal. I love. And the Carnation Cafe and getting a grilled cheese and a tomato um, soup. And I love the raspberry macaroon there. And I could yeah. live on churros and I could live on beignets. And I just, I love the corn on the cobs. I love the turkey legs. Like I just love the ambience and all the choices. And like, I really do eat my way through the theme park. Like it's so fun. To, and I have a family of six. So between all of us, we can share things. And there you go. we went to the um, food and wine festival, right? Before, um, it had, it had just debuted. I like. I just feel like I just barely got to experience it. But I love during the food festival times how they have the little tapas sizes of everything that you can right. taste. And, but the cool thing about all of their food venues is they have quality food at all of them. And I love the seasonal menus. And it's just always new and exciting every time you go in and eat at the theme parks. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. Um, just kind of this one. Um, what's your best tip for getting a Rise of the Resistance boarding group? It's kind of easy, okay. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, our guests always got the boarding groups. <laughs> we were like, okay, that's exactly what you do. So um, back in the day, like you'd have to get there early and you'd have right. to make sure you have a good spot kind of away from people with strong Wi-Fi signal and that everyone in your party tried and that your tickets were linked correctly before. And um, usually if you just did it right at the game time, you would pretty much always get one. For Florida, and uh, we've also now been coaching people how to do it. And um, it's kind of fun because there's two start times to do it. So you don't have to just do it in the morning. Oh, that's which nice. Which is nice. Yeah, it's so nice because then people don't like their ideas. They don't want lots of crowds. And so not right. everyone wants to be there. 
So um, one thing, we have a lot of guests that stay at Pop Century or at Art of Animation and at the Yacht and Beach Club. So all of those, they're really easy to access and getting over to Disney Hollywood Studios. And so you can get there kind of before the crowds anyways, get in and it's, you know, just get in your spot. Same idea, like right on time, be ready to go. And our guests have been getting those. But then there's another chance to try it. Usually you have to check the schedule, but usually it's one or two o'clock. For, oh, like, cool. so if you didn't get it in the morning, you can try it again in the afternoon. And so there's two chances. So usually, right and there's less people there. Uh, but granted, there's less people that can ride it and experience the attraction. So there's still some gamble on it. Like, ooh, will I get it? But um, we've had very good success. Cool. Uh, uh, last uh, listener question is, uh, what is the best way to get around the parks now that the minivans are out of service? Great question. Well, one thing is there's not park hopping right now in Florida. And so it's like less of a thing because I, I used to go for two days because I'd always be there for business and be like, OK, I want to go to all the parks in two days. I only have a little bit of time. So the minivans were crucial because I needed to maximize that time. So now, like not that you don't want to still maximize your time, but knowing that you're only going to be in one part for the day makes it so there's not so much like needing to go back and forth. So you really don't have a lot of wasted time, I guess, on transportation because it's just so central. Like maybe you'll go to one theme park in Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know what I mean? It's not quite yeah. as necessary. The Lyft and Uber, though, sense. still are operational in the Disney World Resort. And so you still can use them. It's just not the cute little minivans that we all love and thought were so fun. <laughs> I think so, you'll get those back. I'm like, I don't know why they're gone. I'm like, let's get those I know. Back. I was shocked I mean, to hear that they were gone. Silly. Yeah. I thought that was kind of unique. So those are the questions I have. Do you have anything you want to add? Anything you want to tell us about your company? Um, the floor is yours. Tell us whatever you like. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just glad you came on. Finally, we're finally able to do this. And hopefully when Disneyland opens, we can get back together and talk. About, you know, we can tell our people, hey, here's what we do. And here, let them help you out. So tell me what you want oh, to tell, yes. tell us. We'd love to. That will be the, the funnest podcast. <laughs> right? Disneyland is opening. Here's I'll have you on our live stream on a Wednesday night. You can just come be part of our live stream. <laughs> yes, we'll be celebrating in the streets. That'll be so fun. So um, yeah, so just in general, we would love your business. Um, our team is awesome. We're going to treat your vacation just like we're booking our best friend's vacation. And um, we care. We'll take care of all the details for you and get you the best price. And so Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando Resort, those are for sure our top sellers right now. They're open for business. People are having a wonderful experience. And we love supporting travel right now. We sure appreciate your support. And like they mentioned, a portion will go back to help kids as well with each vacation. And um, we're, you know, small business, but we care so much and just have a fabulous team that we just, again, appreciate your support. Awesome. Again, Jen, I can't thank you so much. Everyone listening to me, go to getawaytoday.com or call 1-855-GETAWAY and ask for them. Help them set you up with your Walt Disney World trips right now. They will help you set up your Disneyland trips when they reopen. They have great deals on actual park tickets. Um, you have a layaway plan as well, which I, which I think is amazing that if you're trying to plan a trip and can't afford it all at one time, you guys... You guys do it right, and I'm so so proud to be a small part of what you guys do. And I and I, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you so much, and good luck to you and your team. And just, it's going to be a great year. We're all going to get through this. Huh? Absolutely, thanks, Jen. I really appreciate it. All righty. Wow, that was an amazing interview. Riveting from beginning to end. the The questions yeah. the questions were on point. <laughs> Um, the answers were brilliant. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I nailed it. I, I'm not going to lie. I nailed that interview. So, again, th- 
<laughs> Again, thank you so much to Jam from Getaway today. Um, like I said, they are we are exclusive travel partners with them, and um, very excited to announce that we actually had one. Walt's apartment uh, listener reach out to them last month and sign a Walt uh, New World uh, package with them. So thank you for that. So what we're doing is working. So when Disneyland opens back up, hopefully we'll get a lot more people to give them a call and have them help you out with their trips. Uh, 855-GETAWAY is their number. Make sure you mention Walt's apartment or the Extra Magic Hour because that, that will be part of it now as well. So thank you, Getaway, Great. today. And now it's time for Tales from the Cantina with Amber and Jade. Yeah, except Jade didn't make it, so we're just going to power through. Uh, Yeah, so kind of cool things happening in the month of October uh, in the Star Wars world. Um, Star Wars Reads happens in October. Um, It's a very cool program kind of to promote literacy, and they do a lot of cool promotions. There's like activity guides, things that teachers can use, like lesson planning type uh, things using Star Wars stories online. Um, free activities for like younger children to do kind of some cool, uh, cool things. So go to Star Wars Reads, check mm-hmm. those things out. One of the big promotions they did was they did the free download of the book, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, A Crash of Fate. So you can get that for free right now, um, on Kindle or any of those kind of electronic ebook platforms. Um, I think just this week only. So download it while it's free. Right on. Then, you know, okay. add it to your reading list, right? Uh, also, um, so the High Republic was that big uh, publishing campaign that they released uh, information about quite a few months ago. Um, the dates have gotten pushed back now. We don't expect the first stories to start dropping until January. Um, but they keep teasing us with more and more information. We've got some cool lightsaber uh, concept art happening. The first nine pages of one of the Marvel comics with the same name are now available online um, for people to preview. And they have an opening scroll that'll be at the cover, I'm assuming, of one of the books. So it gives us a little bit more information about this mysterious story that they're crafting for us. We know that this happened 200 years before Phantom Menace. So it's kind of an untapped canon uh, timeline for them to expand upon. Um, and even though this is all books and audiobooks and comic related for all ages, um, I have a feeling this will tie in to things that we're going to start seeing um, on other platforms as well. So cool. check that stuff out. And then they dropped a new game that's been highly anticipated, Star Wars Squadrons. On multiple gaming platforms, and it's uh, buzzing all over the internet uh, with the cool gameplay options that are available in that. So, are you playing? If you're play a gamer, yet? check it out. I can't play new video games; they make me nauseous, <laughs> and it uh-huh. it kills me because I can't even do those like VR like lightsaber battle ones, and I want right. to do uh-huh. those so bad. <laughs> uh oh, horrible. Is that all the news we have from there? <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's it. That's, That's all, all you got. got? All right, so I have a question though. What so, Mandalorian, um, the show you're going to be doing? Oh yes. Tell tell us what kind of what you're going to be doing with that. Are you going to break down like every episode, or just give us a recap, or what is the plan going to be for that? Yeah, so we're working on our kind of rundown for that show. We plan to spend at least an hour. We're going to try to keep it to an hour. There's no guarantees. (laughs) When my daughter and I get together and we start spinning massive (laughs) conspiracy theories, but we're going to talk about season one. 
uh, kind of break it down for maybe the casual viewer, give you some more of that in-depth stuff, um, you know, us obsessed Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. you know, can pick up and see that maybe the casual viewer didn't notice. So kind of fill in some of those Easter egg bits for you. Um, yeah, break down some of the characters okay. and then talk about uh, where we think season two might be taking us. Some very exciting directions. Nice. Um, yeah. Sweet. So we are looking so forward to that. And now we will go to some uh, park hopping news. And um, Sean, do we even discuss what the article I gave you? Or do we just go with your with your breaking news? And because I'm sure it's pretty <laughs> spicy. You just got this. So, yeah. so it, well, is Wednesday, I mean, it, it, it is Wednesday night. So we're getting this Wednesday night. So we're giving it to you when you hear it. It'll be Thursday or whenever you listen to the podcast. But. Tell us your breaking news. Oh God, I may, I may have I may have overhyped the news. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you got me all excited, bro. So let's um, go. No, no. I mean, it's fine. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you. It ties in nicely with the whole story. So okay. basically, I'm here to cover uh, just what's going on with the D- Disneyland um, and the theme park industry versus the state of California. It is quite the um, dramatic uh, beef like, fest, if you want to call yes. it that. Uh, soap opera. It is. It is getting really like kind of catty, which is kind of funny um, to watch in that side. But it's also not because, you know, there's a lot of lives at stake um, in terms of the health of people, but also the economic uh, health of people as well. So anyway, uh, last week um, we were getting weeks and weeks and weeks of the state saying it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon right. in terms of guidelines to allow for reopening. Then um uh last week it looked like they were gonna they said they were gonna announce them on i believe friday morning and then uh thursday disney got uh wind or at least the theme parks got a copy of the proposed guidelines and they were not happy with them (laughs) not at all and they they raised a big stink about it and saying that um you know the state didn't really um consult them at all with this and that they basically aren't feasible to like open and that they have some guidelines that they could that could have the same result but would allow the theme parks to open and be be at least somewhat productive. Uh, the main st- sticking points, there were three ones that got got released that people talked a lot about. First one was limited capacity. No one was debating that one. We all knew that was going to happen. Second one was 120 mile radius, 120 mile radius around the park um, and not letting people from counties or cities outside of that to come for at least the first phase. Which had been leaked earlier by another parks reporter, and I don't know, that's not great, but that wasn't the worst one. The one that really stuck was that um, they were going to require any uh, theme park that was in a county, the county had to drop to the uh, minimal threat level that the state created this tier. And I, I like to think of it like, remember the terror threat if you were around in think, 2002 after right. 9-11? Yep. They had like green, yellow, red. And yeah. we were never in green because we were always in yellow because there was always a threat. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thought here is yep. that the parks are like, hey, we're never going to be to minimum, at least anytime soon. And so it's going to be impossible. And even if we hit that, what's going to happen if we bounce out of it again and we open everything? Our, you know, it's just, that's just not going to fly. And right. so that's when the state agreed, hey, well, then we're just not going to release anything and we can debate it more. At the same time, Bob Iger, the chairman of CEO, uh, the chairman, sorry, former CEO of uh, Disney, dropped out of uh, Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of California, his task force of economic recovery, like, you know, very publicly. Let's just say it leaked at the perfect time. Oh, yeah. And oh. then um, and then today we get news that, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom just said earlier today, this is not the news, that. Um, not to expect any any new regulations anytime soon. 
They just basically said, "We're uh, what was the word? We're no hurry, and they're going to be stubborn about it." <laughs> and that was the one that was like, "Oh, great!" And then, um, as which so basically, you know, Disney's like, "Well, great." And then I just got this sent from Skylar actually, and Disney just tweeted it out. It's from their uh, chief medical officer. And she basically wrote this long paragraph. I'll just basically summarize it. First line saying, we, re- we absolutely reject the suggestion that reopening Disneyland Resort is incompatible with a health-first approach. The fact is that since March, we have taken robust science-based yada, 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 yada. Uh, very, 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 uh, just right in line, just getting cattier and cattier, right? Like the governor's like, you know, and I can see Disney. They're kind of offended saying like, okay, well, wait, our, our guidelines aren't health-first, Right. Um, yeah. And so it's just this battle, you know, and I, I, I've said it a hundred, not a hundred, maybe a hundred times. <laughs> I don't envy any of these people because right. it's not an easy decision. As Disney fans are like, open up or cast members or friends, if open up. But also it's like the governor's got to also has a lot of other considerations that aren't just Disney and cast member focused that are bigger than we even know. And this is all unknown. This is all new territory. We have, we don't have really precedent for this. And so um, I just don't envy them. And, uh, uh, I, there's no right answer that's going to make anyone happy. Uh, no matter what they do, everyone's going to be mad. <laughs> right. So right now we're just going to sit back and watch the fireworks and see oh, who's going to win this one. It's going to get really bad here really soon. So yes. I just saw that statement too that you were talking about. And the thing is, is when they talked about the counties, do you have there's 58 counties in the state of California. Three of them are in the yellow, which is the the green or whatever you would want to call it. They are all basically on the border of Oregon up here where we are, which is nowhere near 120 miles from from Disneyland. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. 120 miles from Disneyland, if you're familiar with the area, is about to Santa Barbara, to San Diego, um, and then east over to – I am not I don't remember where they said it was. But it's absolutely – I again, like you said, I, I, I do envy – the governor have to make this make this these decisions. On the other hand, I'm looking at it not even as a huge Disney fan, which I would be there the first day they open. I I have no doubts about that. Now, if I could financially do it and make it happen, I would be there. Um, um, the other thing on that though is all the jobs that are in jeopardy right now, which is is huge. There's there's thirty thousand employees that work just at Disneyland alone, and then you have all the employees for all the hotels around. Uh, I think Josh Diamaro yeah. said it's 80,000 people that are being affected by this right now. Uh, yeah. Hospitality, th- restaurants. Yeah, I mean, think about right. the taxi drivers. Like right. the ripple effects Everything. of these things are huge. And you look at... But at, at the I same mean, time, that's real quick, that, that, but that argument also bows the other way to Newsom saying, yeah, there are thousands of people who would be coming into this county from out of state or from out of county. And that's what we don't want. If anything, we we would open so slowly that these people wouldn't even, the, the hotels wouldn't even be open yet. It would just be locals. So I, you know, I, I, it, there is a, but yeah, on both sides, you know what I mean? Like they don't, what is it? 20,000 about people a day would come to Disneyland, give or take. They can't mm-hmm. have that many people coming in from out of town every day right. and not expect there to be spikes or, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it is a different dynamic than Florida, right? Florida is all tourism, right? Yes, yeah, the much bigger. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Uh, California, the Anaheim, the Disneyland is way more annual pass holder friendly, which it is more a lot more locals. But even with this plan right now, if if you said a hundred, you have to be within one hundred twenty miles. Your county has to be in that that zone. Los Angeles County, Orange County are not going to be able to allow to go to Disneyland, which is where it is. So. 
I think uh, yeah. I, I think the governor made up these, and I, I, me and Amber had this talk a couple of weeks ago, and and I said, don't get me going on 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 why I think this, and I and I won't get into all that stuff. So, but I think making those absolutely ridiculous first guidelines that knowing that 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 can't be achieved to me. It's more of a slap in the face than sitting down with them and, and not wanting to work with them and figure it out. I understand why Bob Iger left. He, they said he was very frustrated. Um, Newsom in his com- in his comments today said, uh, Brianna sent me the uh, the interview with him and I was watching it. And he said, just so you know, it's not just Disney. It's all other theme parks in the area too. And, that, and no one's saying that. Just Disney's being the most vocal about it because they want to get people back to work. And yeah. and and they're they're going off of what happened, what is happening in Florida, which – People, anyone that has been to Florida that has gone there, you're going there next week, Brianna. They're saying that they are, they feel safer there than walking into a Walmart or a grocery store in your own hometown because of the way. And Jan from Getaway Today, when you listen to the interview, said the same thing. She's been there twice. And the way that the cast members are making sure that everything, your mask is always on. You will not walk with food. And they make it very clear that if you don't follow our rules, you'll be asked to leave. So from anything I've seen, there's, I've seen no spikes in, in, in Florida. I've been very on this. I really didn't want to say anything one way or the other, but the frustration, I guess, again, to me to where I, I – they need open for the people to work. I was for, I've been fortunate enough the whole time to actually work when this was going on. you know. And I know a lot of people weren't, weren't, weren't fortunate to work. But it's – and I see what it's doing to the economy, and it's just – it's sad what, what, what can actually happen from, from just this and not just Disney, Universal Studios and Magic Mountain and anywhere so. – I'll stop talking because I could go on and on and on about this. Brianna, what do you think? Brianna? (laughs) Uh, I was like, I have a lot of thoughts too. And like, yeah, I get it. Like, I mean, it definitely sucks for the employees. Like, I couldn't imagine when we all said this at the beginning, when, when March hit and everything was shutting down. And these people thought they lost their jobs for a month, a couple weeks, like everything was going to come back. And then now we're sitting here in October and people are fighting to have their jobs come back. Yeah. We sat there and we watched 28,000 layoffs go through and them calling out directly the government of California to open up. And that was why these layoffs were going on. And then now they're giving such hard restrictions of like, well, can Disney even open up with those? And then I was talking to Sean earlier about if all these restrictions are up, um, can Disney even make enough money to justify opening? Right. Can like, I think a lot of people are talking about Knott's Berry Farm, who's doing a food festival right now with no rides or anything else open, and people wondering why Disney wasn't doing that. Can Disney bring in enough cast members, put together something like that, and be able to make money to pay for these people? And are we going to watch more layoffs happen, even if right. they can open with all these restrictions? Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy. It's a crazy time. So I will go around the room one time, and I'm going to ask um, Amber, when do you think Disneyland actually opens? I've, we've We've done this before. So we have. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've done this. I mean, I've no canceled idea. two. I've canceled two trips so far. I was supposed to go in the the week after the, the coronavirus started. I was scheduled to go, and they they uh, the Friday before the Friday we were supposed to leave, they announced they were closing. I'm supposed to go again in July. Not going. I'm rescheduled for next March. I don't know if it's even going to be available next March, or if yeah. we're going to be under some guidelines where they won't allow me because I live in Oregon to not come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think, Amber? When do you think they'll reopen? Somewhat? After flu season. So maybe March will eke in there, <laughs> just barely, maybe. Brianna, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking late winter, early spring of 2021. <laughs> Mr. Nyberg. 
I'd say uh, January, February. There was a really good New York Times piece this morning where they, the piece of the most pessimistic guy who called this back in February, who was saying like, we better get ready for shutdowns. He was actually saying there's some pretty, really some good hope for some vaccine. Now it's not going to be widely available in early 2001, but at least it's going to be starting to roll out. So I think we're going to start seeing some opening because I think the biggest problem right now is that they reopened. Could you imagine if they reopened and then there was a big spike in that area? Mm-hmm. Like uh, having a re-shut down, having that PR nightmare of like theme parks, outbreak even when things get better people are gonna go oh god remember the measles thing that was so small but it still was just such a taint it tainted the brand so much and then keeping their cast members safe too you know i it's just so easy i don't know if it's just being a lawyer or whatever i can argue both sides but i do see that it's not super it's we all think disney 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 but there's like a million companies that aren't open right now the nfl is not having fans right you know like there's just so much stuff that's not happening and i just think we just think well disney we live and breathe that so that should just be open because it's a thing well, most things aren't open. So, I don't know. Right. I just would rather them be safe because we're thinking short term. But, you know, in five years, uh, this is going to be a little blip unless they really screw it up and open up too early. But you know damn well, Sean, that if that place opens, me and you're down there the first day they open to report it, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll lie. We'll lie about where we're from. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the rent apartment in Orange there County. You go. Just yeah, we'll just create there. fake licenses and stuff. Yeah, it's just Sean and Sean. Yeah, what, what, what's up? Yeah. So uh, right. Lauren, Lauren thinks next year sometime. Lauren. But let, let's get off of um, something that's so depressing. Talk about something a little more fun. Let's uh, go to our game, Stay or Go tonight. We are... Stay or go, uh, villains edition. So um, <clears throat> I changed a couple of these real quick because I was talking to my daughter before we did this. I gave I read them to her, and so the way we want to do this is that the one that stays is going to be the the worst of the two. Does that make sense? You want to keep the that most, you, the most evil. The, the most, most evil is the one is the one that we're going to keep. So does that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So first up here, I'm gonna go to Brianna first. All right. You have Hades from Hercules versus Hans from Frozen. Uh, see, Hans is kind of diabolical, but Hades is like king of the underworld. So I right. think we have to go with Hades. Right. <laughs> like... Sean, what do you think? I, I agree. You know, Hans, like, I mean, yeah, he's a bad guy. Where's my, where's my Frozen poster? Oh, there it is. Right. Um, <laughs> he's a bad guy. <laughs> He's a bad guy, but I, you know, didn't he also send for help though? Like before he was a dick, he like sent for help, didn't he? Am I wrong? Like, didn't I, he send for help? Right? I mean, I, Brianna, anyone else? I don't remember, but I feel like he was just pretending to be nice in all forms. I know we, we've, I all, know. we've all we've all we've all made mistakes. Uh, I think the, the king or the son, whatever the underworld's worse. That's all we got. Yeah. We all know what the Hans. He is. doesn't Let's even just... know what he said. <laughs> No. 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 How about you, Amber? It's, it's um, Hades. Yes, Hades all the yes, way. He's definitely the most evil. Hans is just a, a you know, like a like a CEO of a large corporation. He's just, a tool. You know, Hans is a tool. You know, manipulating <laughs> crap in the background. I don't know. I've been it's watching. Yeah. I've been watching Frozen too with my with my grandson like every day when I'm off. Oh. And the part when uh, Olaf is telling the story of how, how everything happened. Okay. And he, t- and, he, and he says, oh, and then, and he says, and then he goes to kiss her, and then he doesn't kiss her, and, the, and then St- Sterling K. Brown, he goes, what? Uh, just the, when he's, the, the, the description of the story of the, yeah, how they got yeah. where they were. That was my favorite part from that movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. I think it's one of the best recap. parts. Yeah, yeah, the recap. And then yeah. he goes, and then when Anna froze, oh, well, Anna. It's, yeah, that, 
That guy's role is great. Um, Lauren yeah. says Hades. Yeah, she does. Hades yeah. stays. Next up on we have here. So, Sean, we have uh, Cruella DeVille versus Captain Hook. Well, I was a little torn on this. I, I thought, again, I said Captain Hook's just misunderstood. But then my um, fiance, <laughs> Paul, he told me, he's like, he kills children. I was like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. I still, uh, I, I would say Cruella, Cruella's worse. Um, she, she kills puppies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Cruella. Any, yeah. Amber, we're picking puppies um, up for kids. Wow. I don't know, but I forgot. I forgot Captain Hook killed kids. Yeah. I thought he was just, you know, scaring people with his crocodile. But um, Cruella, yeah, definitely. Oh, my she God. She has to stay. Didn't he give a kid a, a whole like, treasure chest full of baseball cards and Hook? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. No one saw Hook the movie with Robin Williams? No, you're right. Oh. Brianna, what do you think? Anyways, sorry. Uh, (laughs) That's a great movie. Um, Yeah, I was going to say Corella too. Yeah, she's, I feel like, because she's just like on a one track, like, yeah, I've got to kill these puppies for their fur. Like. That's yeah. terrible. Can't Only wait for to see the origin yeah. part, like how they do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that movie. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think, I'm, Sean? I think Corella for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's yeah. a bad woman. Yeah. Um. So next up here, Amber, we have Doctor Facilier versus the evil stepmother. I don't know who that is. <laughs> who, who is? Oh, which one? Which one? <laughs> Doctor Facilier yeah. or whatever. Who he's is bag, that? Is it from Princess and the Frog? The voodoo guy oh, from Princess the voodoo guy. The voodoo guy. Okay, you should have put that in parentheses. I would have got that. I, didn't, I never knew his name. It's a, it's a Disney podcast. I kind of figured you would know a Disney character. Oh, wait, you're the Star Wars girl. I have no shame in yeah. saying I'm only here for the Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, don't know who the, I try my darndest. I don't know who the last one is anyway that, we're, um, that, you, that you added. I don't know who the other person oh. is anyway. So we're, <laughs> Ooh, all right, see. Okay, so you don't have a, you don't have a say. Or just say. So I don't. Okay. I mean, the voodoo guy. Okay. Would Good be my guy. gut. Okay. Yeah. Sean? Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, the voodoo guy. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Voodoo guy, Dr. Facilier. I mean, what okay. did the stepmother do wrong? I mean, she's just like any other stepmother or mother <laughs> even though she wasn't. Brianna? I mean, she's kind of a B, right? I mean. Right? Yeah. At least you caught, at least you topped yourself this time. That's fine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking up. I'm looking up who Sid is for the next one because I don't know who that is. Are you on, kidding sorry. me? Oh, from Toy Story? I know oh, that okay. one. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay. Wow. Well, anyway, sorry. Okay, I don't have lots so, of luck. It's fine. So, um, <laughs> Brianna, um, uh, go ahead. Did you pick? Y- no, I haven't. Um, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm going with Doctor Facilier. Yeah, yeah, the stepmother's just kind of mean, but like Doctor Facilier. Same here. I absolutely <laughs> agree. I'm gonna start with you on this one since uh, Sean's researching who Sid is. Um, this is our Pixar one. No. <laughs> Sid from Toy Story, the the the, the neighbor who tried to light Buzz light you on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, good! I don't like to know. You know the the evil kid. You know what I'm talking about yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on. Okay, <laughs> I'm on. Sid versus Ernesto De La Cruz from. And wait, who's Ernesto? Oh. Coco. <laughs> oh, see, that's the one I haven't seen, and Sean keeps getting mad at me. I need to watch that. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. See. Sorry, still haven't uh, watched that yet. Okay. Oh, still not. That doesn't. That's not enough. Okay. <laughs> so. So Brianna, maybe we should just we should uh, just pick. So, <laughs> so who do you think? Like, this is hard. Like I feel like I'm going to go with Ernesto. Like I, I agree. Feel I he agree. tricked everyone and for the longest Hector. time, and he killed Hector. Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. sorry, Amber. <laughs> Oops, earmuffs. <laughs> You've seen it, right, Sean? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so can no, you no, make I, a I choice have. of Sid or 
Ernesto? I'd say Ernesto. I mean, Sid, I mean, what? I mean, he's like the redheaded kid from Problem Child. Remember that movie? I'm really bringing it back to Zadie's movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So Ernesto for sure. Ernesto. Okay. And then we have um, two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Amber, Gaston versus Ursula. Okay. So who's the most evil? Yes. Yeah. It's Ursula. But Gaston really? is an epic, self-centered narcissist. <laughs> but he's not evil necessarily, right? I think Ursula, he is. I think he's pretty straight bad. Straight up evil. But he, nah, he's just a narcissist. Classic textbook narcissist. Okay. Manipulative. So you pick yeah. Ursula? Yep. Okay, how about you, Brianna? I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with Ursula. Yeah, because, yeah, <laughs> Gaston okay. definitely is a narcissist. But I mean, Ursula he's one of my favorites. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen the, the Gaston at Walt Disney World doing the push-ups? Have you guys seen that video? No. There's a video of the guy. The guy that plays Gaston in in Florida is amazing. He is spot on, total narcissist, you would say. And um, there's a video where this guy challenges him to a push up competition. And just look it up on YouTube. It's great. And the guy, they get down, they start going, and they're going. And then next thing you know, Gaston has his hand behind his back and he's looking at him. He's going, he goes, Are you struggling there? And it's it's the best. So look that up. That's your homework this week, Amber. Look that up, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Sean, what do you think, Gaston or Ursula? I, I like them both. As in terms of like, I don't find them to be the villains. Like, I really relate with both of them. I'm like a narcissist, cystic sea witch. That's like me. So I really think it's really, it's, you know, who the real victim and all, I mean, the real villain are those sisters who call out Ariel and begin the little mermaid because she's not there. It's like, couldn't they back her up and not make such a, you know, they're like, and Ariel and she's not there. It's like, come on, sisters, back her up, be there for her. They're the villains. Ursula's the, the, uh, the protagonist. Uh, okay. okay. That's an interesting take. Okay. I'm going to, I'm picking on. Gaston. Are you a defense attorney? <laughs> yeah. no, I am. Actually, I did for five years. I was. Thank you. I was. Wait, why Gaston? Gaston is just... That dude's so mean. He's so mean to Belle, and and he's mean to Maurice. Maurice did nothing wrong. Aww, and he the way he Maurice. treats Maurice, and then he stabs the beast with a knife, and Gaston gets what he deserves, though. I'm telling you that for sure. When the beast throws him <laughs> off the castle, but yeah, yeah. Who's his buddy? LaFou? 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 Yeah. What's his name? I mean, they got a, you know, they got a thing. But Lauren says um, the sea witch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we have just two more here left and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, and this one was the hard one for me. This one, I put this one last yeah. for a reason because I thought this was the hardest one. It's so, not uh, last. Well, it's not, okay. I put it last, but then you added Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So Scar versus Jafar. Sean. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. I mean, actually. I'll I just like, say, go you go for it. Yeah, I'll, you I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I will say Scar. Scar is Scar? Scar to me, and my wife were talking about this today. Scar is the ultimate villain in in any Disney movie. I th- I believe, oh. and, and the reason is is because you actually see him kill someone. You actually see oh. him. You actually see him kill Mufasa, which you don't see. Okay. Yeah. You you don't see. Well, I guess you see the beast kill. Gaston, but you know, it's the same kind of thing. But, yeah, um, okay. but you see the aftermath of when Scar throws him off of the thing and Mufasa's laying there, and everything else is kind of insinuated. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, yeah just but I, I pick Scar's ultimate villain to me in, in any Disney movie. What do you think, Brianna? Mm. I think you may have just changed my mind because I definitely <laughs> was going to say Jafar. <laughs> 
because I feel like Jafar's just like motivated by power. And then Jafar's a tool, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> but Scar, um, then it's like a family feud that's gone way too far. But right. Yeah. No, I think I will change you. I'm going to go with Scar. <laughs> okay. Amber. Yeah, I was super torn on this one. <laughs> But I like your argument, and now that I'm picturing all the scenes in my head, like, that it, we witnessed a murder, like, in all of its gory glory, oh, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, let's go Scar. Sean? I dig it. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say, well, I don't know, I can't, I'll, be the, I'll be the opposite right here. <laughs> I'll say Jafar, but Scar, he is really screwed up, you guys. He not only kills like what's his name of the the king, and then he like makes the kid think he has he he was the cause of it. Like that's really screwed up mental stuff. No, no, he's a man. But he's got a good song. And did you guys look? Apparently, if you look in the history, like his name, isn't it? Um, like it's like the real name of the character Scar. They call him Scar because he's got a thing. That's rude, by the way. They make fun of him because he's got a. A physical thing and then his real name is trash like the, it's the actual translation like in african or whatever language to, to the word trash oh, so really? yeah when you're growing up with a younger brother who's not as successful or as attractive and your name is literally trash and then they call you scar because you've got something across your face you're not going to always be probably the most mentally sound so i feel bad for scar he needs some help jafar Aww. wow okay wow I wow. like this. <laughs> 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 little fun fact. Little fun fact about the uh, the the song "Be Prepared." Um, well, I love that song. Song Jeremy Irons is is the voice of Scar, and about halfway through the recording of that song, uh, Jim Cummings, who was the voice of Winnie the Pooh, actually had to step in because. Um, Jeremy Irons actually blew out his voice during recording for that song. So Jim Cummings had to step in for the last part of that song. It's not Jeremy Irons, but he does a great job matching voices. So a little fun fact for you. I got that from Brian Hull. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I love that song. Lauren says Scar, Scar as well. Okay. And then this last one here. Um, Darth, Darth Vader versus Emperor Darth Sidious. Is that Palpatine? Yes. Oh, okay. So his... His oh. Sith name is Darth Sidious, but I okay. put the Emperor in there so you would figure out who I was talking about. Okay. Oh, I guess I, I should have put Emperor Palpatine slash. No, that's fine. That's fine. Darth Sidious. I'll go first, and go. I'll say of those two, same kind of thing with like he was saying about Scar being misunderstood. Anakin's really misunderstood too. Anakin's got a lot of problems and is messed up in the head, but Palpatine's the one. Yeah, that dude's terrible. So I, of those two. I'd say Emperor Palpatine for sure. Or, sorry, Darth Sidious is who I would pick. <laughs> How about you, Sean? Uh, Leia? Um, <laughs> oh, no, like, wait, I misunderstood. No, wait, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wrong, wait, 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 what? Uh, Sidious, of course. It's, I mean, he, he, he created Darth Vader, essentially, right? right? Or at least the evil. Like, yeah. it was, yeah. So I'd say him yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. I love the fact that, that we have such different, um, on this show, with all the people that are on here, the differences and people who don't know who who like, you know, you know, Sean and I, I'm not that much of Star Wars as well. Uh, Sean, I don't know where you come on Star Wars, Brianna. I'm not sure. You know, that's it's Amber's thing. Um, Amber doesn't know who Ernesto De La Cruz is, who we all love. So uh, not love, but I mean, but yeah, that's, love that movie's so good. How could you not watch Coco? Which I've already told you to do this, so you need to watch Coco. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Brianna, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was going to go with Darth Sidious too. I mean, he, I mean, he 
like kid in the Senate acting like an innocent person forever and then comes out and tricks Anakin right into the dark side. So oh. there's another host for your for your for your show. <laughs> what do you think, Amber? Yeah, this was hard because I couldn't I couldn't figure out who to pair that was somewhat on an equal level of, you know, villains from the Star Wars universe. So I tried I tried, but I mean you can't there's nobody more evil than Palpatine. Right. Like his level of villainous nature could go up against all of those villains we already talked about and just slay them all day because he's got all of it, right? He's right. got the manipulative piece. He's got the thirst for evil power. He's going to rule a galaxy. Like it's just he kills people. He turns them to the dark side. He makes clones of other beings to puppeteer. I mean, it just gets crazy. Right. So that is Jar Jar Binks, though. <laughs> Jar Jar. I don't know. Think about that one. Darth we'll talk Jar-Jar. about it next week. All right. Yeah, Jar Jar. So that is our version. Not our version. That is our. This is our episode this week of stay and stay or go. I want to thank the four, three of you for being on here tonight. I want to thank Jen from Getaway Today for taking the time to interview with me today. Um, like I said, check out getawaytoday.com for all your Disney travel needs. Um, Brianna, have a safe trip next week. Have a great time. Uh, We'll talk in just about 10 minutes when we do the Extra Magic Hour. Amber, thank you so much. Sean, I appreciate it, buddy. We will see you all next week. And just want to tell you thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Walt's Apartment. And uh, have a great night. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Amber, watch Coco. (laughs) 